0: Uh, we are in the studio with our special guest Richard Co- Coleman, who is a Paralympic world champion track athlete. He's also a motivational speaker, ambassador, and blogger, and world traveler. How's it going, Richard?
1: I'm very grateful uh, for the invitation to speak to you guys today, and it's great to be on your show. This is an amazing opportunity, and I love what you guys are doing.
0: Excellent! Thank you so Thanks much for coming that. on our show. Do you have? A... Yeah, it's great to have you. Can you
2: please tell us um, what's it like being involved and in being a, in a wheelchair sport and being a track athlete?
1: I'm actually very lucky and very honoured that I'm actually an athlete here in Australia. and I'm based out of Geelong, so I feel very lucky that I was born with my disability because I have had so many opportunities that I wouldn't have experienced if I wasn't uh, born with my disability, spina bifida, and so I'm very lucky that I'm an athlete and we've got one of the best support structures here in australia for athletes and athletes with a disability so uh we've got great support i'm part of the victorian institute of sport and i've got a great support network around in, in geelong and here in melbourne so it's it's really worthwhile
0: that's good that's awesome so, did you find it easy coming from Geelong today into the studio?
1: I've actually been up in Melbourne all day. So, I had training this morning at 6 a.m. and, and then I came up to Melbourne and I've been coaching at the athletics track over at Lakeside Stadium. It's the Athletics Victoria Age State Championships this weekend yeah. for able bodies and for para athletes. So, there's ambulant and wheelchair guys competing there. I'm the Victorian uh, para coach. So, been looking there, looking after all these juniors and making sure they've they're all under control, so no, no problems yet. So I've been able to sneak out for a couple of hours while the middle of the day, while there was some hurdle events and some other stuff. Yeah. So um, stuff, going back there stuff. after this.
2: That's awesome. How's, how's
1: it all going so far so good? Yeah, we've got some great juniors coming through the ranks at the moment here in Victoria, and we've got Isis Holt, who's a cerebral palsy athlete who's breaking world records at 15, and she's a superstar, and she, you'll be hearing her name a lot in the next few years. But yeah. there's a lot of others around, and boys and girls in track and field, so we've we've got a good team. Awesome.
0: Good. Very good. So, um, can you tell me, is there like categories when, because you've been to the Paralympics, um, and I always get confused when you're watching uh, like track and stuff. There's always different categories. Can you explain those categories for me?
1: Uh, athletics is one of the easiest sports to understand with uh, classification. It's we're all broken up into dis- different disabilities. Swimming and other sports are classified a diff- uh, little bit different to athletics. So, athletics, the blind compete against the blind, amputees compete against amputees, cerebral palsy. Compete against cerebral palsy, and then wheelchair, compete against wheelchair. So it makes it fair. You get graded on muscle function, what actually works. So if you're missing a limb below the knee, above the knee, you compete against everyone with the same level of function, which is makes it fair on the level playing field. Yeah. So, uh, and then we all got to complete clean and fair and do all these other things off the field. So it's a so big work.
2: So does that mean... And tell me if I'm getting a bit too personal here, but does that mean um, that you only being a wheelchair athlete can only um, compete against people with spina bifida because that's the type of disability you have?
1: Actually, no, in uh, Paralympics it doesn't really uh, go like that. It's anyone in a wheelchair who competes uh, in a wheelchair It's amputees who can go in a wheelchair. Um, Incomplete spinal cord injuries, full Mm -hmm. spinal cord injuries. There's now a lot of spinal viruses. So there's a lot of spinal viruses that are coming through the ranks now who have uh, strange disabilities that you wouldn't have heard of 20 years ago who are now racing. So it's not just spinal bifida. Spinal bifida is actually a small, actually a very small number of athletes competing in the wheelchair classes because there's so such a variety of wheelchair users now. So it's yeah, it's a big use and I'm very lucky to be involved.
0: It's awesome. So can you tell us a bit about travelling because uh, I know that you've done a lot of travelling in your time. What are some of the challenges you faced while travelling?
1: Wow, where do I start? It's I've been very lucky now I've been uh, being able to travel here in Australia and around the world now being an athlete for 20 years, I've been able to travel all around Australia and overseas for the last, I've been traveling overseas to Europe since 2002. So it's been every year overseas somewhere multiple times. And uh, the last few years I've been traveling a lot more because I feel it's in my career soon. So making the most of the time I have around the world. And in the past, I used to just go to the race, do the race, go the next run. Now I'm making sure I see the city I'm in, make sure I have a day off, go do touristy stuff and, then even after the series, I'll go and have a holiday afterwards. So mm. it's interesting. I'm getting to know a lot of languages yeah, and when they awesome. say no wheelchair, I get to understand that very quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to break down those barriers because I don't think they should stop you from getting into places. yeah, uh, varying countries have varying issues. I believe the the best countries are the developing countries to travel to in a wheelchair. Mm. The worst are the developed ones. the G8, The America, France, Italy, Germany, England. The countries that are meant to be the best are Are the worst for disabled travel. And I travel a lot by myself. So uh, if you get stuck, you really do get stuck somewhere. So unfortunately, I've been stuck in a few locations, but I've learned to climb stairs and go downstairs. And that's the most important skill of traveling in the world these days. So, yeah, uh, I've had a great time. Last year's off season was to the Caribbean and nice. I had a great time in Jamaica. And then we went to Cuba. So Cuba was actually not really wheelchair friendly, but the people were. So yeah. I got around and did some amazing things in Cuba, which I never thought was possible.
0: Yeah. It's always really good when you are around people that are, are willing to help out. Um, I have a friend who's in an electric wheelchair and he went to Thailand. And he had no trouble, even though it was, you know, very unaccessible. Everyone just picked him up and carried him because they were just big, strong men in Thailand. And that's
1: what we happened. I was, we went out to have a beer one night over in, I went out for dinner and I went to Jamaica and all these four Jamaican guys lifted me up and took me down 400 steps. And oh, yeah. I just went, wow. And I went, and then there were other people coming in trying to get help as well. So we had enough people to help me down for dinner. So I was very lucky that I got help there, but I also have taxis in the middle of uh, Bolivia would grow across four lanes of traffic wow. and stop for me. And That's I'm, a, you don't I'm a gringo. Back back at home in you, you don't get any taxis here in Australia, let alone they know where they're going. But mm-hmm. over there, they stopped. And in England, they have to stop by law. Yeah. So no matter where they are, if they're free, you put your hand out, they have to stop. For disability, and I've seen it once when they didn't, and the cops went after them, and they can lose their license. So yeah, it's I remember I went, when when to, I went to
0: England, um I was just shocked to see that all the taxis were wheelchair accessible, like it's, even the small little box ones. Yeah, the blackouts. Every ramp single,
1: everyone's accessible. I don't use the ramp because mm. they pull so close to the curb that you can roll straight on from the curb into the 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 back, the lowered back seat kind of area. Yeah, and it's all wheelchair accessible, and if there's a gap. There's two hand rails and I just pull myself up the gap and into the cab so yeah. uh, they're all very well trained and they know how to do it yeah. and if I see yeah. someone they yeah, they come close so I um, love traveling London
2: I remember when I went to, when I went to London when I was little would have been about maybe 10 no older than that. And it was before the cabs became wheelchair accessible and just my mum and dad trying to get me in and out of the car. And uh, and we actually said, be so much easier if all the cabs were wheelchair accessible. And it's like, if they can do it in London, why can't they do it here?
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, the training over there is so so much better. They, mm. You tell them a certain restaurant on... on certain suburb, and they'll go to that restaurant without even having any issues. And yeah. they won't charge you extra. They won't charge you for the wheelchair. They won't charge you for mm. ex- all these extra bits. They charge you around the world. So yeah. I've, I have have no problems with London Transport other than the future tube stations are still not really wheelchair-friendly, yeah. but we're yeah. getting there. The buses, on the other hand, all wheelchair-friendly, but you're only allowed one wheelchair on the bus at all times. Mm. So if there's two of you, you're not technically allowed to, on the bus at the same time. So we have a few issues there developing that problem there, but they're working on it. They've got great in Tanny Gray Uh, Thompson. She's a a great athlete over there who's now retired and is in parliament and she's doing some great work with disability over there.
0: Well, thank you, um, for chatting. If you want to stick around and have a bit more of a chat after this song, that would be fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, this song is Slowly Slowly and it's called New York Paris. You are on C90.7 Razor Platform. Paris, you are on Razor Platform on C90.7 and we are joined in the studio with Richard Coleman. How's it going?
1: I'm very well. How are you guys? Good. Good.
0: So before the song we were talking about uh, travelling and talking about travelling, uh, I was wondering how you're going with getting to Rio for the, is it this year for the Paralympic for this year? So it the-
1: is, actually. 2016 is the Rio yeah. Paralympics. We call it the main event. The Olympics, though, is other things that happen in August is the the test event. So the Paralympics is the main event happening later in the year in mid, early September. And for the very first time, Channel 7 will be broadcasting uh, the Paralympics on live TV here in Australia. So we're going to have a great coverage and it's going to be across all their three channels. Yeah, so it's going to be great. Yeah,
2: it was always like... You know, I know when Adam Hills was hosting, it was on Channel 2, and it wasn't ABC, the last ones. And then you had to, you know, tune in at a different time. It was never live, and it's like...
1: Uh, There's been a few hours live in London. It was a lot better in the last few years. They built up. Uh, London, it was because the time zone is uh, quite a few hours difference, and in that time of the year. So they've it has a late night. So uh, oh, yeah. Rio will be 12 hours or 14 hours difference as well. <laughs> so we'll uh, hopefully have a lot of finals over in Rio will be morning here. So we'll get some good coverage and hopefully we'll do well. I've just still got to qualify. So technicalities, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm aiming to be there, but it's not as easy as it used to be. And my standards have gone through the roof and yeah. it's not as easy to qualify. and. I'm hoping to do it, but the last few weeks well, I've been racing, this is my first week back this year in Geelong, so yeah. I've been away since New Year's Eve, and it's been a long year travelling, and I've been in training camps up in Falls Creek, we went yeah. to races in Canberra, Sydney, Newcastle, back to Canberra, uh, and I've done a lot of mileage, but yeah. uh, trying to chase the times, trying to chase the results, but unfortunately the results haven't gone my way this year.
2: As you get older, it becomes harder to do as well, so you're like...
1: Yeah, the body's not liking yes. me as much as it used to. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that also play a part to what's happening. So yeah. I'm trying to push through it, and I still believe I've got a lot to give. I, I've still got a few results I haven't achieved yet. I want to win uh, a few different races around the world. I'm now yeah. stepping up to the marathon, so I want okay. to do uh London marathon and really do well there in the future.
2: Do uh, you think... Based on whether you get in, clearly, based on whether you qualify, do you think this will be your last uh, Paralympic Games?
1: It could be. A lot of people are telling me this is, uh, what am I doing? What, retirement, what's happening? Yeah. I have a university degree, so I can go back to being a good old accountant, which is a <laughs> possibility because it earns a lot more money than what I do as an athlete. Yeah. Australia's we are funded well, but it's not anywhere near... Uh, a wage really at all. So I do a lot off my own back. So that's why I do a lot of uh, traveling to races where I can earn a bit of prize money. We do a lot of sponsorship. I'm now creating my own brand. I'm coaching. I'm doing all these other things to help to be able to fund and be able to do what I do. So trying to hopefully race one day and do good stuff, but we'll see.
0: Do you play any other sports?
1: I'm technically not really allowed to with my contracts because in an elite contract, you're not allowed to get injured. If you're uh, yes. doing something silly yeah. and stuff like that. In the past, during one off season, two years ago, I, did, I went to skiing up at Force Creek. Oh, yeah. That was great. I hadn't done it for about 10 years, so it was great. And I didn't get injured, which is the number one thing. Yeah, good. Knowing <laughs> my luck, I would probably do something silly and, yeah. and fall off the mountain. I did crash a couple of times and... Didn't end up in the trees once, but minor details there. Yeah. All safe.
0: It's all good. Yeah. I'm out alive.
1: I do play basketball in Geelong. we basketball in Geelong. We've got one of the biggest leagues in Australia. Uh, we have able-bodied people playing in a disability sport. So that yeah. is inclusion in pandemic sport rather than inclusion in an able-bodied sport or yeah. disability. So we're really pushing that. And Geelong is the f- in the leader of pandemic sport. We have every sport available available in Geelong yep. uh, and we've got a lot of recreational activities as well. So we've, anyone who wants to do sport in Geelong has opportunities. So we don't miss out on anything and everyone is has an opportunity to, to race.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, going back to qualifying for Rio, how does one qualify? Like what's the process of getting into the Paralympics?
1: It's a 20 year process for me at the moment. I've been racing for 20 years. Yep. Uh, there is a lot of, a lot of races you gotta do. So you've got to qualify uh, athletics Australia sets our qualifying times, yep. and you've got to match or beat that. And yeah. my 400-meter uh, time that I have to do to qualify for Rio would have won a medal at the World Championships in October last year. So it's top three, basically, in the world to qualify, get an automatic standard. So Australia will probably send about 40 athletes in the athletics mm-hmm. to Rio, and hopefully I'll be in that 40, if not... Uh, Anyone got a job, I will be having a lot of spare time from, as of June, there'll be a lot of spare time or I might be travelling a lot more. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we're trying to push it and trying to create all these other opportunities outside of sport now.
0: Cool. Okay. So um, you do motivational speaking. What kind of things do you speak about? And where do you you go? Do you go to schools or...?
1: Yeah, this is a big part of who we are now. And I realised I never did public speaking or any type of speaking in front of crowds as a Mm. student at school. I never did debating. I never did uh, assemblies. I never did any of those class announcement stuff. And my school still knows my year as that bad year. And Mm. we're famous for that. And that's probably part of the why. But after I won Athens in the 800 Parambix 2004, I realised that to get some coverage, to be a bit more well-known, you have to be able to do the whole thing, not just be... An athlete you've got to do everything else and that was part of being uh doing motivational speaking so i've done a lot of courses now to be able to speak to schools and one of my favorite things is talk, uh, speaking to primary school kids and secondary school kids which is uh quite interesting sometimes and in the questions they ask particularly yeah often you get is uh do you sleep in your wheelchair or yeah. do you go swimming in your wheelchair and a few other ones but it's great to be able to in Increase awareness of disability. That's why yeah. I'm doing it, and uh, show that. Hang on, I'm just like anyone else. I, I've got, a, yeah, I can drive. I can. I've got a degree. I've got all these things that normal people do, and yeah. my, most of my friends. So, it's coming along. It's. I love talking to the school children, and you see them a cup ten years later or something like that now, and they remember you and they follow you. So, uh, it's one way of increasing your followers, which is what I'm trying to do, and yeah. kind of hopefully turn that into a financially beneficial for sport because yep. we don't earn enough anything out of sport. <laughs> yep. As we know in disability, it's not the highest paying anything. So I'm yep. getting there, but sport is a great thing. I talk about my life, what I've done, where I've gone, and a few different jokes and stories, funny stories, and, and then just trying to raise awareness of disability and, and attitudes towards disability and yep. how we're not an inspiration for yeah. Going to the shops. Yeah. And I don't want people yeah. to open the door to the gym for me. Yeah. When they're 70. I want to open the door for them because, yeah.
0: Because you can. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah. that's it. I don't want someone to come over, walk across the road and try and help me put my chair in the car because yeah. they like. Yeah. I had someone and, the other day yeah. telling
0: me, like, yelled at, you're an inspiration, love, when I was putting my wheelchair in the car. And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> and I don't believe that.
1: that that's mm. one of the things the Australian public now has to. Really change the attitudes to disability because mm. we're we're not inspiration for going to the shops. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does that, exactly. and we want to be an inspiration for doing something. I had strange.
2: someone when I was in I was in about year three or year four, and I she's like she was my temporary teacher, and she was like, "Oh, you're so great!" Da, 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 da. And I actually got really pissed off. I started crying because I'm like, I'm not great because I got out of bed this morning Mm. like I do it just like any other kid does Mm. and the one thing I love about about the Olympics and sports like yours is that it's not just about money or about what you, you know what you do during your training or whatever it's about what you can achieve within that
1: Hmm. that's a big part of it and we're now out to try and make an impact on as many people as possible and that's why I spend a lot of my time doing disability awareness and advocacy with NDIS now in Geelong and TAC yes. we do yeah. a lot of work with them but also with the Spongebob Foundation which we were a part of and yeah. I do a lot of work with these guys and trying to raise awareness of disability here in Victoria and around Australia so mm. trying to raise awareness but also have better inclusion and a bit more we're not inspiration we're trying to be Included and positive inclusion, which is, it's a big difference and we've got to have a lot of work to do to get to where we we want to be.
2: It's about changing people's perceptions of disability as much as it is about changing people's attitudes.
1: Exactly.
0: Yes. Well, on that note, I think we'll uh, end the fantastic interview that we just had with you. Thank you so much for coming in the show. We've learnt a lot. Um, Good luck with Rio and qualifying.
1: Thank you very much for having me today and it's been great and I look forward to listening to the show here on a regular basis.
0: Oh, good. New listener. Thank love it. Thank you very <laughs> much. We love new listeners. Yes. Yeah. So you're listening, if you've just tuned in, you've just missed uh, an interview with Richard Coleman, but you'll be able to get that on our podcast that should be up actually sometime today um so if not tomorrow you can check us out on facebook or on twitter at rtpsyn and we are gonna have a new youtube channel which is raise the platform and that should be up and ready by the end of today as well uh you'll listen and that was Wasters with Bye Bye Bye, and before that you heard Slowly Slowly with New York Paris. You're on Sin 90.7's Razor platform. I actually saw Wasters last last night. They are a really really good band. Good They're from stuff. Sydney, good yeah. Stuff.
2: But the most important question, my friend, was. Yes. Is the venue accessible?
0: Well, it wasn't. It had giant steps called a whole lot of love bar. Really lovely, nice people got us in. Um, So it's all flat and perfect when you're in, but just at the, at the front there's like about... An 18 centimetre, maybe a little bit bigger We step. do not
2: like it. We do not like no,
0: it. No, we do not. I was thinking that they could easily have made a ramp from, like, the ground going up. You know how sometimes yeah, they well, have, Yeah, like... well, luckily
2: I have a portable ramp that I just ah. take in my car everywhere. But a lot of people don't have that. Okay. And if I wasn't taking my car, if I was taking a cab, for example,
0: I'd be screwed. Mm. Mm. Do you have a uh, disability rant up your sleeve by any chance? Yes, <laughs> I do. I do. Mm.
2: Yes, it's time to get angry about exactly yeah. that.
0: Excellent. It's time for disability rant. Yay! Yay! Okay, disability <laughs> rant.
2: Ariane is peed off today because you know what? People just coming up to you going, "Oh, you're so great." <laughs> no bugger off, I'm not great, got up this morning, you know, we were talking about this the yep. the, the whole time. And then I get, you know, I don't, I, I've got a tray that I put on at home and people go to me, my sister goes to me, why don't you wear it up? it's so much easier. Mm. And I'm like do you know how many people stare at you when you wear a tray out? Mm. And it's like, I've just got the tray on to make it easier for me Mm. so I can actually put stuff on there and have it friggin' stay there. Like, you don't need to stare at me, like, Mm. honestly. But the greatest thing was I was with my dog yesterday and I could hear this girl singing in the park and this is when little kids get acceptable of disability and they they really don't really give an F, right? Yeah. So basically, um, I went over to this little girl because she had her ankle in a cast and couldn't get on to any of the play equipment. So I'm like, oh, she's going to be really bored. Right? Mm. So I said, oh, I brought my dog over and said, you know, here's all the people, Fleur, and Fleur got really excited. Fleur's my dog for listeners that don't know, and she got really excited, and then the kids got really excited, and the little boy, which wasn't the one with the damaged leg, just kept giving Fleur sticks and saying, eat it, eat it, and he must have been free or something, and it's like, i actually bring it over here for you I brought it over for your sister because she can't actually go on the play equipment or do any of that yeah and I told the dad and he's like oh thank you and I said I know what it's like to just be sitting there and not be able to do much so mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna take simple pleasures away from people just because you know they're having a shit time and they can't really do much Mm, i know exactly what that feels like but on the basis of come on now just you know just see that i'm fine and i can do stuff i i went out with one of my friends today who you met earlier yeah james and James just thinks it's all right to just keep flirting with me the whole the whole time, okay, because I'm nearly single and James is keen, so James is just like, yeah, whatever. And then he asked me, which you would have overheard, he asked me because someone asked him, do you have a Valentine? Mm. So he then asked me. And I'm like, you can just put it as whatever you want because I made it pretty clear to him. Yeah. You know, I don't want anything serious at the moment. I've just come away from being engaged. really mm. didn't friggin' work. So, um, I just want to be me for a little while.
0: Yeah. And you you should be able to, you know, find yourself again, find your single self. Yes. And not have to be I harassed. I'd
2: like <laughs> to thank, um, the restaurant we went to. It's on I won't name it because I can't do that. But it's on the ground level of Melbourne Central and it's Italian restaurant and they were really handy when it came to cutting up food and helping out if we needed any help and they put the pizza in my backpack. So they were really handy. So from an accessibility point of view or an adventure story I'd really like to give them a bit of a hey thanks very much yeah and we will put their name up
0: on the Facebook page on
2: the Facebook and give them a shout out because they deserve that excellent and um hopefully people can now know that they can go there and be properly treated not you know stared at like they're some sort of weirdo freak sort of that's good that's really good to hear the other thing that was sort of funny was i um we had someone come up to us that was trying to sell get these pink monkeys (laughs) like bright pink monkeys wow (laughs) like the color of your hair wow
0: are they, were they real monkeys or are
2: they toy monkeys?
0: They're toy monkeys. Okay. Between right. like real pink monkeys, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but
2: that would be fun. Yeah. Cause especially because I've been watching the first season of Friends. Oh and yeah. The first season has a monkey in it. Yeah. So Last that out. just made me laugh. <laughs> and then. Um, and then. She was trying to sell us roses as well. And they're like, uh, we're not, I actually said to her, uh, we're not on a date. Yeah. And my, mm, my friend's like, you sure you don't want a pink monkey? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, not really. And he's like, oh, thanks, but we're not interested. Yeah. You know, especially because I've got a giant monkey that I named George from Curious George at home that's from my ex.
0: Oh, okay. So
2: I just try and forget the fact that he's got little shorts on, tiny little love hearts. And yeah. I just like, Yeah, as long as that's blocked from view, I'm fine. I don't even <laughs> have to remember it. It's just yep. curious, George.
0: Exactly. Yep. I like it. Well that was a really good that was almost like a disability rant and an adventure chair all in one. Yeah, You did really well, then that was fantastic. Yeah, mix it up, mix mixing it up. Mixing it up, guys. <laughs> All right, you are listening to Sin Cine- 90.7, Raise the Platform. Uh, and the next song that we've got for you is the Daphne Rolling Rolling Band, uh, House on the River. This week I will be doing a disability rant based on
2: inspiration porn. What is it? Yes. What can we do to get rid of it? Um and you know, not everyone wants to be cured. Exactly. I was, I was my sister got really peed off because this guy that was on um Save Disability Ramp Up, which is Ramp Up was a thing run by Channel Two that was edited by um Stella Young. Yep. The late great Stella Young. But then it got cancelled because there were cuts. And there was this save ABC ramp up sort of movement. And the page still exists. Anyway, this guy sort of um, put up a link saying, donate now. And Mm. you know what it was? Donate for research. And it was. was research into how to find a cure for cerebral palsy. Yeah, And I'm like... Unless you can regrow my brain cells, unless you can take me back to n- 1992 and make sure my mum's labour didn't stop and I didn't get fucking holes in my brain. Sorry. I uh, swear. <laughs> yes, babe.
0: Sorry for that. that.
2: <laughs> but I'll just, I'll just get very
0: passionate yeah. about this. I think um, this is going to be a really good discussion that we will have next week because... Uh, I had uh, my ableist brother strikes again with uh, his uh, showing me of the new the new research that they've done for trying to like build a new spine. I can't didn't know exactly what it is, so I'll do some more research I before I talk I about it. I think know what
2: you're talking about. Yeah. It's like this sort of
0: robotic spacey suit that they put on and it helps them to walk yeah that one no it's like a thing it's like a non-invasive operation to help paralysed people walk again mm. so I think I think this discussion would be really good to have of people who want to not be disabled and and why and then people who you know are, are, you know like see both sides of it because I think you know it can help a lot of people but at the same time it cannot help a lot of people and, you know, we should talk, have a discussion about where funding should go, yeah, um, you like, know, should it help the people that opp- we can help? If I had an opportunity,
2: I'm going to be straight out there and say if I had an opportunity not to be disabled, I, you know, or whether, whether I could take a pill and suddenly not be disabled, I'd probably choose not to be disabled. I've been through whilst being disabled, yeah. but it doesn't mean you can't come to terms with the fact that, okay... I'm gonna be disabled the rest of my life, whether I like it or not, and people just have to take that, yeah, and just have to make peace with it, and mm. stop trying to fix it all the time.
0: Exactly, I think not be,
2: going to fix it.
0: It's gonna be a very good discussion, I reckon. We'll have we we might make it like a disability rant slash, dis, slash yeah, slash discussion. Yeah. So it's going to be good. That will be next week. Um, Thank you guys for listening in to Raise the Platform on C90.7. You can check us out on Facebook. Um, We'll have the podcast of this Today Show up on the Facebook. And we've also got a new YouTube channel, which is very, very exciting. So you'll be able to see some snippets of our interviews, our disability rants, um, our venture chairs and everything. So Get get in contact get in contact with that. Like, look look that up on YouTube. Uh, follow us, subscribe, do all of the things.
2: But also talk to do- us on Twitter do get in contact with us via Twitter or Facebook because we want to hear your opinions we on do. the topics that we cover on the show.
0: And we also have a segment called Question Time and no one's quite written in yet for Question Time. We so need
2: p- questions for Question Time, otherwise y- your questions will never be answered
0: yep. and we will never have a and segment. The, and when you go to ask the person a person with a disability a question, you might just get your head bitten off because you've asked it... In a different way than you could have just asked it in a nice way so on the radio. So ask us first, and
2: we'll tell you whether it's a good <laughs> question or a bad. Don't go there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening in to Sin ninety Raise the Platform. That is the end of our show. Sad face. Bart will but we'll be back next again Saturday. Thank you to
2: Richard for yes. talking to us today. Thank that you very much, Richard. Awesome.
0: And thank you for Chris for filming. Our first YouTube show. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back with you for next Saturday, 4 to 5, Raise the Platform. You're on C90.7. Bye.